You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast that inspires thoughtful people like you to live in the moment, be mindful in a realistic, achievable way. My name is Mark Reed. I've been a college professor and a lawyer. Now I make handmade paper in Japan. Twice a week, I bring my research and thoughts or sit down with coaches, authors, and entrepreneurs to talk about their process. What lessons do they learn along the way and how you can make an impact in your world? Hey, here we are. My guest today is Ryan Bow. Ryan is a retired MMA fighter, a coach, an author, and an entrepreneur. His story is remarkable and inspiring. When Ryan was younger, he found out he had a cyst in his brain. Nevertheless, he pursued his dream of becoming a professional fighter. At just 17, he packed his bags and moved to Japan to pursue his dream, eventually working his way up to becoming number one in the World Shuto Organization. He also fought at a time when MMA did tournaments. You did all your fights in one night. So if you had like an eight-man tournament and you made it to the final, you, you're fighting three times in one night. That's some, that's some serious fight club stuff right there. But this is against actual professional fighters, not some guy you work with at the office. He worked his way up and was scheduled to fight for the first UFC lightweight championship of the world when a familiar roadblock got in his way. That cyst in his head. Neither Nevada nor New Jersey would license him to fight. He details these events in his book, Tunnel Visions, Memoirs of a Mixed Martial Arts Champion. In the book, Ryan not only goes into detail about his medical condition, he describes what it was like struggling to master the Japanese language and customs, working for the Yakuza at one point, and making a living as a professional fighter in Japan. He's been all over the world. His fighting background is predominantly based in Judo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Having studied with some of the best, including judo gold medalists, he studied Muay Thai from a kickboxing champion in Thailand. He was a head MMA coach in Dubai, currently lives in Seattle, Washington, is the founder and head instructor of Fight Gods MMA Academy. He has a manga called Black Samurai, a humorous look at being a fish out of water in Japan when he was younger. Currently, he is working on the movie adaptation of his biography. You can find out more about that by joining the Facebook page, fightingblindthemovie.com. And uh, if his story of uphill battles isn't enough of a real-life Rocky Balboa for you, even his wife is named Adrian. Man, it is an honor to have you on the show, Ryan. Welcome. All right. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Well, I do have to ask first, after any of your particularly difficult fights, did you ever like just shout out, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Sadly enough, I didn't get that opportunity, but... Yeah telling my wife you know i want to do one more fight okay so anyway your story is quite inspirational Let, let's start with the medical condition w when did you first find out about the cyst i found out when i was uh, 17 years old um or even 16 17 i was sitting in the doctor's office i had went through a routine eye exam and they they noticed something they asked me to come in for further testing um, I took an eye test and we found out that I had no peripheral vision out of either eye to the left. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So you can imagine if you're standing or staring straight ahead, you know, one inch to the yeah. left, I can't see. Right. So it's you as a professional fighter, that had to have been difficult. I've been knocked out that way. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm old enough to laugh about it now, but it wasn't funny when it happened. But, you know, 
more to what you asked. I mean, they diagnosed me with having no peripheral vision and because it was both eyes instead of just one eye, they said mm. problems most likely in the brain. Wow. MRI, you know, and again, I'm young. I don't know. I don't think I knew what an MRI was, but you find yourself in an they're running all these crazy tests and mm. and behold, yeah, I have a cyst about the size of a fist in the back of my head. It's it's still there? Like did they surgically remove they they talked about surgically removing it. They talked about putting in a shunt to drain it. Mm. They talked about a lot of things, but we're talking brain surgery then. I didn't even know it existed. I'd played contact sports my whole life. So my parents, they, you know, man. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have their guidance then because I didn't know anything. But they said, you know what? You've been fine until now. Let's not have brain surgery. And yeah. I had an amazing doctor. And she said, you know what? Go chase your dreams. So you, you know, you said you were about 16 or 17. And I know you moved to Japan to become a fighter, to study judo when you were 17. So I assume you had those aspirations before you got the medical diagnosis. I did. No, I was already, you know, on the path. I was studying Kung Fu. I was doing judo. I had made my mind up that I wanted to fight for a living. That's incredible. And then, so you get the diagnosis yeah. and, and you come anyway. Man, I, I remember, you know, I, I say young and dumb, right? And, <laughs> but the thought of not pursuing my dreams at that time, at that young age, mm. I don't feel that way today. Right. <laughs> but that's how I felt at the time. Yeah. It was just unacceptable. No, I hear that. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about, uh, me mental preparation. That's what this show's about a lot. How did you mentally prepare yourself for a match for a fight? You know, it differs from fight to fight. I thought, man, <clears throat> I get really nervous before any major event and obviously mm -hmm. every fight I was nervous, but the more you do it, you figure you're going to get used to it. But with yeah. each fight, the stakes keep rising. Yeah. <laughs> more and more nervous. And you know what? It was the people around me that, that kept me centered, if you will. You know, without them, I don't, man, I would have been just a mess. You know, mm. I, I don't know if we're going to get into it, but I could talk about going when, when in the intro, you brought up fighting in the tournaments when we were fighting, yeah. you know, times in a night. My, Pro debut was in Hawaii in an eight-man mm. tournament. And young kid, there was several complications just getting into Hawaii. We we arrived at 5 a.m. the day of the event because the we were flying out of Tokyo and the plane had... Oh, so you're, you're like jet-lagged a little bit even when you get there. Yeah, well, the jet lag was horrible, but no, the, the plane had issues, so it was delayed. They said the engine failed before we boarded, so to put us up overnight. So we arrived late and I got there at 5 a.m. the day of the fight. And yeah, man, that was a mess mentally. But <laughs> Frank Shamrock at the time, he said, I got you. Just listen to me. I'll be in your ear the whole time. That's awesome. Tell me about another time in your life when you struggled, but a time that you pushed through, you got to the other side of a wall, whatever was holding you back, you know, how did you get over that wall, around that wall, under that wall? How did you get to the other side? I was living in Japan at the time, and I made the decision to want to pursue it professionally. Mm -hmm. And 
I got invited by Frank Shamrock to fly out to California and take the infamous Lion Dins test or his mm. version. You know, it's back in the day, it was like 500 push ups, 500 sit ups, 500 squats, and they beat the shit out of you. Put <laughs> you on or off the team if you survive. That's, that's the, the original story of it. But nonetheless, I flew out to California. I took the test and luckily I made the team, but it's awesome. anybody can be tough for a day, right? <laughs> you will yourself to be tough for the day. It's like right. once I'm on the team, now I'm training three times a day, six days a week, getting beat up. You know, your body's just, you know, you're, you're tearing your body down and you're having to continue. And that's where I really had to look in and said, Hey, is this really what you want? And I broke, to be honest. I mentally, I broke. Wow. We all come to that 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 line. Yeah. And we don't want to say it, but I broke. I called my father. Tears were running down my fa- my face. Wow. Yeah. He said, "Son, I believe in you. This is what you want. This is what you worked for. This is what we worked for. You've been doing this for so many years." Yeah. Hmm. So then, what happened? I mean, what you you kept on or what? I kept on. Yeah, I fought for oh, Frank. Yeah. So I continued, and and then shortly after that, yeah, I won the Hawaiian Super Bowl, the eight man tournament. That's but, awesome. but man, I had a weak moment, and I broke. But I I needed a supportive figure to to reel me back, you know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people we don't want to admit it, but man, we need that to pick ourselves up, you know. And I mean, sure, when you're in the fight, there comes a point when you you're you're all you you have. You're to by me. yourself. Yeah. nobody's gonna fight for you right right but but getting to the fight once the training's done the training's the hard part the fight that's the celebration mm-hmm. well you've you've been successful at so much you've you've overcome so much in your life where where's the room for improvement what is something you wish you did better in life i'm working on it now you know what <laughs> um i met my wife after i retired from fighting I moved back to the U.S. and we met, and she's a veterinarian. And at the time, I was anti-traditional education. Like, Mm. I'm never going back to school. I hate school. I don't want anything to do with it. But Mm. looked at her, you know, and her being, being a doctor and being so successful within the medical field and her field. And I'm like, she motivated me to go back to school. And, oh, that's awesome. And to do something that doesn't come naturally to me. Sports, they've always come relatively naturally, right? right. School, oh my God. She had, <laughs> she had to work with me initially, to just, just in the basics. But, but, but I went back to school in 2012. Hmm. I just graduated. You know, I, I went slowly, you know, but I graduated with, a, I believe, a 4.0 just wow. last and now I'm in grad grad school, pursuing a master's degree in Japanese translation. So, wow, that is awesome! Congratulations, man. I might fail along the way, but I'm trying. That's it, dude. That is awesome. And as a, a uh, well, I mean, two things I want to say first is that yeah, I've always said that traveling and education are are like the two kind of fundamental. Uh, blocks for for wisdom I, and you know you've already been all over the world now you've got the education to go with it and uh you know that's incredible 
And also the second thing I wanted to say is as a, as a student of a Japanese language, my, my wife is Japanese and, but you know, I, I still study, I know how hard it is. Not easy. How, it is not easy. And, uh, hard, yeah. But then yeah. we're talking about highly specific fields. Like in about three weeks, I'm going to be starting a scientific and medical translation class. Wow. I don't That's... know in English, you know what I mean? So right. a learning experience from a lot of different angles. That's impressive, man. I, I'm serious because uh, that that takes a lot of intellectual prowess, a lot of uh, a, a lot of ability. I, I'm not kidding because I I get to places in Japanese. I'm just stuck, and I'm like, oh, I give up, man. I can't do this. That's oh, good stuff, man. I wanted to give up several times in the last few weeks, but you know, I I wake up early, and I say, you know, I'm the first to rise, and I study. When you break i'm studying when you're sleeping i'm studying i might be lower and i might have to read it over because i'll be honest i don't read too well but but you read japanese well <laughs> and it's I, not your first language for school though like uh, to be fair i was young i mean i moved when i was 17 so i do have that as a you know that i truly do believe being an early learning when you're younger helps yeah. but i was that kid in school where you know you're staring at the words and you're reading and you lose your train of thought and you have to start over and again mm. and again and I couldn't retain what I was reading um with online studying one way or another it's it's working a lot better for me and um okay. and I, I just put in the extra work the extra hours it takes me a lot longer I'm sure than most but man that's see that's an inspiring story you know, I know that like if, if people look you up on Google and, and read your Wikipedia page, you know, they're going to read about the cyst and uh, the, the fighting career and all that. I, I think this is just as inspiring of a story. Yeah, I mean, I think doing what you love goes a long way. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as finding the motivation to continue. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, I, I usually do a segment near the end of my show called Five Minutes In, where I give the listener uh, something to dwell on or think about some way to just add five minutes of zen to their life. In your case, that question is how to pick yourself up when you get knocked down in life, but frame it in a, in a way of advice. I mean, give some, give the, the listener some kind of five minute zen advice, like someone that lost their job or maybe the relationship fell apart. Uh, you know, what compels you to keep getting back up in life and, and how can someone mirror that motivation, that drive? How can they pick themselves back up? Man, I don't have a specific proverb or quote to really say, but it's, you know, set your goals, however small they may be, right? We have our big goals, right? right. But inside that big goal, we're going to have several steps, several miniature goals that we need to achieve along the way. Keep that, keep that goal, that big goal in mind, but Focus more on the small goals. What do you have to do today to make sure this week goes better? What do you have to do this week to make sure this month goes better? What do you have to do this month to make sure this year goes better? And if we approach it that way, it becomes, everything becomes possible. Everything becomes achievable. Everything becomes attainable if we approach it that way. So that's what I try to do for myself. If I'm worried about this huge translation project or this huge fight I might have, in a few months, let's do the homework tomorrow. 
let's do the train. Let's get through the training tonight. Mm, I, I love that. My, my wife and I have an expression that we, we use. Um, the expression is one wall at a time. And uh, it, it came from um, when I was back in the States and she was here in Japan and, and I was telling her about this project that I was working on. I had been commissioned or hired to paint the interior of a house and um, commissioned is too fancy a word. I, I just was some guy needing a job and they, you know, somebody said, well, just paint the whole interior of my house. I'm like, All right. You know, it was just such an overwhelming project when I first took it on. I was like, damn, man, I got it the kitchen, the bathroom, I mean, you want the whole thing done? Yeah, I want the whole interior done. And it was it was so overwhelming. And then I, I changed my mindset. And I said, you know what, stop thinking about I mean, keep in mind, I've got to do the whole house. But let's just do let's just knock out this one wall right now. And two hours later, may, I don't know how long it took me. But, you know, a few hours later, the wall was done. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right, let's do this wall. You know, and it's just one wall at a time. Before you know it, I had that whole house painted. Exactly. What do you call that again? Because that's exactly what I was trying to explain. Yeah. We, so we just say one wall at a time. So anytime we're overwhelmed with something, I'm like, hey, let's just do it one wall at a time. I like it. I like it. And I, I'm not sure that's the answer. I mean, if we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and just focus on the wall in front of us. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, Ryan, thank you so much, man. This has been great. Uh, what what else you got going on? You, so you're working on the screenplay, and uh, who who do you want to play you in the movie, Denzel? <laughs> you know what, my um, this has been a long a project that I've spent some a few years on actually working on when I first kind of thought of doing it. I wanted Will Smith to play my father's role. Um, oh, nice. That was that was the goal. I think that's kind of changed today i'm i'm actually in talks with a production team right and i have all these ideas i was like okay what about um michael rainey jr for example to play ryan uh, yeah. michael is the actor he plays Tariq in power right yeah i was gonna say because denzel and and will smith are, are uh i mean they would be age appropriate for your dad but you know they're too old to play the young version of you exactly so you know but they're saying well you know what let's let's not attach talent just yet because <laughs> yeah. when you attach talent then a lot of other things come into play so right now we're finalizing i'm <clears throat> they've asked for some revisions to the screenplay i just finished those actually today so i'm going to send those off and then you know we start with their help trying to find the money to make it happen that's what it comes down to uh, we mentioned the manga before uh, on Amazon. I'll put a link to that in uh, the description. The book you wrote uh, came out in 2013. It's called uh, Tunneled Visions, Memoirs of a Mixed Martial Arts Champion, also on Amazon. Dude, I love your story. I, uh, I, I will seriously think about it the next time the world's kicking my ass, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, if, uh, okay, so uh, if you like the show, tell somebody. Leave a good review um, if you did like it. Or uh, give me your thoughts at zensandwich at gmail.com. Ryan, it was truly an honor. Thanks again. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, Mark.